Named after the mechanism that separates the sweet wort from the spent grain, Fault's Bottom Girls features two beer experts filtering through the brewing industry to guide listeners through the wonderful, yet sometimes confusing, world of beer. Hi, my name is Rachel Hudson. I'm the co-owner and head brewer of Pilot Brewing in Charlotte, North Carolina, and also Advanced Cicero. Hi, I'm Jen Blair, the executive director of the North American Craft Maltsters Guild and also an Advanced Cicerone. Welcome, everybody, to our first episode of False Bottom Girls, which is actually our third episode of, or I should say the third time we've recorded this first episode. Um, The first time was okay, and the second time was even better, except I didn't uh, record it correctly. So here we are for the third time telling you guys about False Bottom Girls for the first time. Uh, thank you for listening. I'm Jen Blair. I'm the executive director of the Craft Maltsters Guild, as well as an advanced Cicerone certified BJCP judge and a brew tender at Pilot Brewing. Awesome. My name is Rachel. I'm the co-owner and head brewer of Pilot Brewing and an advanced Cicerone. And together we're False Bottom Girls and we're just here to tell you about our beer perspective on, on you know, our point on the whole beer world and guide you through as in a... Uh, as an intro into the beer world. Yeah, and so some of the topics we're going to be addressing um, throughout the podcast are going to include um, things, topics, and and vocab you might hear in the brewing industry and wondering what that means. So beer terms such as hoppy and sour. Um, We'll also be sharing the stories behind our ideas for beers as well as recipe development. Um, as, as people on the Cicerone journey, Rachel and I are always learning about history and, uh, stories behind beer styles. We'll be talking about that quite a bit as well, um, as well as highlighting women and people of color in the industry and talking about trends in the industry, which, um, is a much nicer way of saying you get to hear Rachel and I complain, um, like old, (laughs) old grumpy people, um, about what sticks our mash and telling people to get off our beer lawn. Uh, but talking about the difference between trends and fads and the science behind some of the fads, um, as well as plenty of opinions uh, from the two of us on what we think about those. Yes, that's why we started this, so we, we could uh, share our very important opinions. <laughs> Rachel and I think that we are both just fascinating to hear <laughs> and that we're so interesting. And so we said we should yes. start a podcast so everyone can hear how interesting and fascinating the two of us are. Yes, I totally agree. (laughs) We should probably tell you a little bit about ourselves, why we think we're so interesting, our background, where we came from um, in the beer beer world. So, uh, you know, I I guess I'll go ahead and start out just a little bit about my background. I started um, literally not knowing anything about beer except for that fizzy cold lager of Bud Light or Miller Light, which everyone used to drink. But uh, I was super young. I, st- I was 19. I started this big craft beer bar in Richmond, Virginia. I ca- uh, it was called Capital Ale House. And I walked into there to apply uh, and saw about 75 drafts, 300 bottles. I had no clue that it even all existed. Um, so, you know, throughout my job there, I had to learn about beer as a necessity Um, it wasn't really something that I had, you know, had a choice and not knowing about because I needed to be able to wait on these tables and and guest and, um, you know, their beer menu was, you know, 15 pages long. So that in itself needed help navigating through. So through a series of beer classes and, 
and uh, just training through Capitol House. Uh, we t- took on a lot of different beer education roles and um, just learned a lot about about it and grew through the my time there. Uh, eventually became a beer buyer for the company, bar- bartender, manager, spent about five and a half years there doing all the things from ordering beer to beer education. Um, and yes, you know, it wasn't so far after that where I had done kind of a couple similar jobs for other beer bars. And then soon in um, 2011, this brewery named Hardywood Park Craft Brewing in Richmond, Virginia opened up. They were the first brewery to open since, um, you know, for a long time since I was old enough to drink, really. And there was only really one working brewery there, Legend Brewing. And that and that was it. And I, you know, I got really lucky. I um, asked them if I could just volunteer. They said no. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally understandable. Um, you know, a, a lot of people were actually asking the same thing. This was like a new, uh, you know, the, what was this? Eight years ago, and yeah. this was like new, like really big thing for Richmond. And this huge brewery, beautiful brewery, was opening up. And uh, he, they had hired one guy to do all the work. It was a uh, 20-barrel brew house, four 40-barrel fermenters, uh, kegging, bottling line, you know, the whole nine yards distribution. And that's a pretty good-sized brewery, too. Oh, it's huge. You could uh, drive yourself mad trying to. <laughs> um, so, you know, the, you know, after a couple weeks of just different events, seeing them and um, I kind of got lucky one night where they asked me to come, you know, help volunteer basically <clears throat> the next day on their bottling line. It's going to be the first time they ever bottled. Um, so I did and it was great, you know, and I spent 14 hours there. I'll never forget bottling that day. And I got, they asked me to, you know, they gave me some cash, which was great. And they asked me to come back the next day. <laughs> they hooked me. So I kept coming back like a little puppy dog. <laughs> Please feed me or just let me bottle your beer. <laughs> And, uh, and brewing knowledge. Yeah. And I, you know, all I knew is like, I didn't really know that much about brewing. I knew it was going to be a lot of hard work. And um, I just knew that I was getting to a point in my beer career that I wasn't learning anymore. Being a beer buyer is having the same conversations with everyone. You know, just the intro beer, the intro that kind of conversation, guiding people through, like just getting them a drink for their dinner. It wasn't like a huge world of education um, you know, the, every, all of my training had been in beer service. This was now brewing. This was different. This was like a whole new world of learning. So it was really fun. And I felt like I was learning again. So it was, it was nice. It brought back the passion of, of beer, if you would, right. you know, it was getting a little old and, uh, it was routine. just you know, routine. It was my job. But, uh, so that was really great. I mean, they, they taught me how to brew period. Like I learned everything, what to do, how to work the system before I learned what was going on chemistry wise. Um, and, you know, I spent about two and a half years there and did all the jobs from brewing to, to cellar work, to running the bottling line, kegging, even uh, being their packaging manager, even running the bar. And then, it, you know, when they opened, Virginia was not allowed to act like a tasting room. Like you oh, could really? only... Uh, sell beer to go and you could give tastings Um, and so Hardywood actually the the guys that owned it were a big part of that law change you went down to Capitol Hill every single day just lobbied for it Um, 
It was kind of like an outdated wall that, right. you know, breweries were such a new thing also that this everyone was kind of navigating. It, you know, there was no, like, no one cared about that law until someone did, you know. So they actually they got it changed for everyone in Virginia, which was a huge deal. Um, at, now the game was so, so different. You could open a tasting room and profit from those retail sales, which are so much more of a profit margin than distribution. Um, and in Virginia, you have to sign with the distributor. There is no choice. That's right. Like there is here in North Carolina. So, so that was really um, a good experience to go through that and, and see what it took. Um, and once, you know, once that happened, it was like, boom, now there's like 30, 40 breweries in the city limits of Richmond. Right. It's crazy. Um, so I spent a couple of years there in about 2014, I suppose, and went to go work at Left Hand Brewery for a year in Colorado. Um, only spent a year out there due to my husband's job, which he was then my boyfriend, but um, he <laughs> at the time and still now is a pilot, hence one of the reasons why we're called Pilot Brewing. But uh, he was commuting from Philly to Colorado for a year or so. We knew we weren't going to settle down there because of his job, so we ultimately landed in Charlotte for his job where I brewed for Noda Brewing Company for about almost two years while we opened up Pilot Brewing. Uh, once we got here, you know, we'd bought a house. We knew pretty quickly that this is where we were going to settle down, and so I decided that this is where we were going to open up the brewery. <laughs> <laughs> and there we are. And uh you know, through a lot of training, a lot of mistakes, a lot of learning what to do, what not to do, um, and a lot of hard work. You know, this this is where we landed today, and it's been a, a pretty great experience. So uh, through all that, you know, I gained a lot of knowledge, and, you know, there's a reason why I'm here talking to you people today about beer. I've got lots of experiences, and with, you know, experience comes wisdom, right? Is that what they say? <laughs> age like age comes wisdom with age. <laughs> <laughs> something like that yeah, I got a lot of beer stories <laughs> that need to be heard so thus here we are so Jen where'd you come from How, why, why are you so cool in the beer world <laughs> uh, well like um, actually not like but unlike Rachel I really came to where I am today more from the homebrewing side um, I have been a beer enthusiast, uh, enthusiasm enthusiast. <laughs> um, I promise I was not a beer enthusiast before we started recording this. Um, I'm just apparently off my game today. Anyway, um, I had been a craft beer enthusiast for several years before I started homebrewing, and I really enjoy things like cooking from scratch, baking from scratch. I, I do a lot of things. I like to figure out the process, and if I can make it myself, then I'm going to try to. So learning about homebrewing was really a natural step for me. And I started homebrewing about six years ago. Um, I've, I've been drinking beer far longer than that. Um, but, you know, through that, really learning about the process of beer, it's, beer is just fascinating. It, uh, like Rachel had mentioned, I mean, you can learn something new all the time. I, I continue to learn some new things about beer all of the time. Um, it spans so many different fields, you know, uh, chemistry, biology, history, economics. It's, it's just everywhere. And so there's never a loss for learning something new about beer. And that's what really appealed to me. I'm, I'm one of those people, if I could stay in school forever, I would. Um, I love learning. 
And so through homebrewing, I went to, from looking up recipes online to determining why, why would I use these kinds of ingredients? Why, why do you add a bittering hop? What, what do you need, you know, carapils for? And discovering how to really develop a recipe. And between, you know, visiting breweries, going to beer bars, drinking all kinds of different beers and learning about new styles or new to me styles, I should say, um, I was really looking for a way to kind of formalize that. And at the time, I was in the legal field. I didn't particularly enjoy it, and I didn't do anything exciting. Um, I basically looked at spreadsheets and, like, sent emails all day. Uh, and so I was wanting to get into the beer industry, but I knew I didn't really want to be a brewer, particularly a production brewer. I didn't want to do sales, and that was most of what I was seeing that was available in the industry. Um, and so I started looking at the Cicerone program as a way to guide my my learning in a far more structured way than what I was doing. Um, so I had signed up for the certified Cicerone with like eight weeks to study, and I had no, no business taking the exam when I did, but um, I did. And um, <laughs> while I was going through that, I also started a beer blog under thegemfluence.beer, and that was really a way for me to talk to people about beer in a way that made the most sense for me. So again, um, I wasn't really interested in being a brewer. I enjoyed homebrewing. I wasn't interested in sales. What I was really interested in is the just learning about it and being able to tell people about it because I find that that helps me understand it better to explain it to other people. And I didn't really see a lot of beer blogs out there at the time that were specifically focused on education. A lot, of, a lot of them were, you know, getting samples from breweries and, and doing reviews and things like that, and that really wasn't what I wanted to do. Um, so I started the blog as a way to further my own education and then also get that education out there in the world for all levels of beer enthusiasts. Um, and I, you know, I'd done that for a couple of years was um, getting more involved in my homebrew clubs, was also uh, volunteering at festivals and things like that, just to get that experience um, to make myself more marketable to make a move into the beer industry. And about two years ago, I saw that the Craft Monsters Guild was hiring for a full-time executive director, and the skills that I already had professionally translated well, and so did you know the passion and everything that I had done uh, to show that I was interested in and knew about the beer industry. Um, so I started with them two years ago. Uh, since then, I continued my studies. I'm now an advanced Cicerone. Um, Rachel and I are the only two women in the state of North Carolina to have that Woo-woo. designation. And actually, that's, that's right. one of the reasons we needed to come back and re-record our first episode, <laughs> because the first time we recorded it, Rachel was still waiting for her results. That's right. And has since found out that she passed, which is awesome. Um, and so I'm currently officially now studying for my Master Cicerone, uh, Master Cicerone 2020. I have a 13-month study Ooh, plan that I started this week, starting with English and Irish styles. Um, so if you notice a bit of a theme in upcoming episodes, that's why. Um, <laughs> 
But yeah, that's really, um, you know, I'm also on the governing committee for the American Homebrewers Association. I chair their industry subcommittee as well. Um, and I just love that almost every aspect of my beer, of my beer touches my life in some way of my life touches my beer. Um, wait, man, you guys know what I mean. Um, that's how much I love beer. I can't even speak straight about it. Uh, so yeah, that is also the, the fascinating story of how I got to uh, where I am today. Yes. And, um, for those of you who don't know what Cicero program is, or, you know, maybe you've heard that word and don't, don't exactly remember, uh, we do have a program coming up later where we go more in depth about our journey through Cicerone and, um, you know, our, our, how we accomplish that goal. But uh, real quick, it's just a beer certification program that is worldwide based out of Chicago. Um, it is similar to that of a wine sommelier. Uh, there are different levels of the beer, uh, Cicerone program and, um, it goes through four different levels. Jen, like she said, she's studying for her master, which is the top level, which is about 18 people or masters Cicerones mm-hmm. in the world. And, you know, they've, uh, the program has been around since I first got into yeah, here. It's I know. 10 years old. 10 I years. 2009, okay. 2008 okay. or 2009. Okay. Yeah. So that, that makes sense. And, um, you know, it's pretty accredited for people in the beer industry. It does mean something. It means you know something about beer on some sort of level. You know, the first level is beer server. There's about 90,000 beer servers out there. Um, It is a more easy, accessible test. You take it online. Um, The other three levels are proctored, where you have to go to a certain exam site to take them, and a little bit more expensive. So in in about the second level, there's about 4,000 people. Um, And the third level, there's 118. And Jen and I are currently third level, and it's a big accomplishment. Charlotte in itself has quite a bit of advanced Cicerones. Yeah, I think considering, we have five now. Yeah. I mean, out of 121 people in the whole world. Right. <laughs> five are in Charlotte. Yeah. you know, and, and four of the five that I know of are all planning to take the master. So maybe soon, yeah. oh, within man. the next couple of years, we'll have like... Yeah. Four masters. <laughs> we can only hope. Right. <laughs> and we have a handful of uh, second level certified, yeah, you know, and yeah. everyone that works at Pilot is at least first level striving for their uh, second level. Um, so it is something that we take ser- seriously and you'll, you'll learn more about the program. But um, yeah, definitely. If you if you're not interested in hearing two people talk about how beneficial the Cicerone certification program is, this is probably not the <laughs> podcast for you. But if you are interested in breaking into the beer world without any job experience necessarily, like Jin did, Cicerone program is a great way, you know, to it is excellent shorthand to tell people not only what you know, but also that you're passionate about it. Yeah, yeah. So. So one of the things that we teased earlier is we have already recorded a couple of episodes that will be our next episodes coming out, which is also great because um, when I took a training on podcasting, because that's, again, going back to being the student uh, professionally, that's what I did was take a class on how to podcast. Um, He said, your first three episodes are going to be terrible. (laughs) And that's just how it's going to be. (laughs) So you'll have this, this, um, I mean, we're not hitting out of the park with this first episode, (laughs) but it is the third time we've done this. Um, first time for you guys. The second time was 
Oh, yeah, point. you guys wouldn't believe how good we were last time <laughs> we when just, I didn't record we it We just correctly. didn't record it. <laughs> we were on fire, though. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, it's good because this will technically be our third episode that we're recording. So if you can get through this one <laughs> and the next two, um, maybe it'll just be all like, it, would it be uphill from there or downhill? No, I definitely, like uphill, definitely right? uphill. We've hit <laughs> rock bottom, like, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> It's right. like getting through your first year of business. That's what they say. <laughs> right. Exactly. It gets better from here. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. So we know how to um, record correctly now. We know how to control the volume of our voices. <laughs> and um, I was also made painfully aware while I was editing the first two episodes that apparently I go, right, 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 right. Yeah, no, yeah, that's exactly right. Over and over again. So make a drinking game out of that. Uh, that'll be real fun, and I'm working really hard to edit that out of my daily speech because apparently I do that a lot. I sound like Ned Ryerson <laughs> in Groundhog Day. <laughs> now I'm going to notice it every single time you do it for, <laughs> for the rest of our lives. Well, if everybody around me wasn't just so right you all could the do time. You could do like the rubber band thing. You know, you wear a rubber band. Oh, every time yeah. you say it, you pinch yourself. Right. That's what, or I like, could give other people rubber bands since apparently I'm not aware that I do it, and yeah. you can just shoot rubber bands at me. Yeah. I like that. If I'm around a rubber band, I get so scared that it will somehow end up hitting me in the eye. So, yeah, that that, that sounds like it would be effective (laughs) Um, against me saying, right, right, right. That's exactly right all the time. Um, So, anyway, with the the, um, next episode we have is uh, mostly about proper beer service. Um, You will definitely, again, if you don't want to hear people complaining about dirty glassware. Look, it's just, (laughs) it needs to be talked about. This is like a stigma. You know, no one's talking about. It's a problem. It needs to be talked about. It's like, you know, teenage pregnancy. This is a big (laughs) deal, people. Stop drinking out of dirty glasses. Make you sick. You want to get sick? You heard (laughs) it here first. So, Dirty yeah. glassware is God. as big of a problem as There's nothing pregnancy. that sticks my mash more than a dirty glass. <laughs> like, or, or the, oh man, I, I don't even let me start right now. I could get so yeah. dark deep we, into this. Yeah, that, you, we'll you, save that for the next episode. You all so, just wait. Yeah, everyone just get wait. excited. Um, <laughs> or just skip that episode if, if you're no, not. No, don't, don't skip it. it. <laughs> it's the most important one. This is a public health epidemic. It is. Everyone. You um, need to know the difference between dirty and clean. Nobody wants to drink out of dirty glass. And once you know, oh, man, knowledge is power, right? And ignorance is bliss. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> it can also be a bit crippling sometimes. It can. Um, oh. But, yeah, so we uh, get excited about that if this, uh, what just happened, <laughs> seems like it's right up your alley. Uh, we also talk a little bit more about our journey, our personal journeys through the Cicerone program to get through Advanced Cicerone because it was not smooth for either one of yeah. us. And Tips on survival, yeah. how to save your relationship, you know, how to not pull your hair out. There's right. A <laughs> lot yes. to learn. Yeah, it, it definitely <laughs> took both of us more than once and more than twice uh, to get to the certifications we have now. Um, together, Rachel and I make a very good Cicerone. Oh, um, yeah. She's far more practical, <laughs> and I'm far more. I wonder like, if we could book. just take the master together. Yeah. Yeah. Just say like half master. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <we're>, sir. <laughs> yeah. We're halfsters. <laughs> I love it. Half should be like Cicerones. a team team thing, you know? Like sometimes teachers where you can like, like, right, tag, team like up. yeah, you know, where like, you can like tag in and tag yeah. out. 
I mean, like, oh no, draft system, Rachel, tag in. <laughs> then you must stay at pilot forever. <laughs> Can never leave because no one wants a hamster. Right. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, Rachel will be my the equivalent of my anchor baby. God, that would be so awesome. Anchor baby at all. <laughs> I mean, hamster, half baby, whatever. As long as we can name him Cicero or Ray. <laughs> Ray's the uh, director of the Cicero program. He oh, probably would appreciate I, that. Joke. Yeah. Although I hope he never hears this exchange. <laughs> I do. It means we're getting somewhere in the world. It means real people are listening. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's going to be our first. I think third, we just I lost a next. follower on Instagram. Probably. Yep. <laughs> Down to seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, we don't have that many. Like four. Right. <laughs> we um, just made it. Yes. Our, like our spouses and your employees are who yeah. <laughs> the people who are required. I just started following an hour us. ago when I got here. <laughs> I didn't even know. Um, but yeah, so our, our episode after that is an, an interview with uh, Kara Simpson from Aroxa Technologies. Uh, we'll be talking more about Aroxa and what they do in the next couple of episodes. But just real quick, when you hear people talk about off-flavor training and using flavor standards, they're more than likely talking about Aroxa's flavor standards. So she will be on our uh, third episode just talking about um, Aroxa and everything that they do, as well as just us, you know, the three of us talking about uh, sensory analysis and sensory in the brew house. And if you're looking to improve your palate, what you should do. And uh, the number one thing is to somehow get your brain to shut up. Yep. And that's also the biggest challenge. And we'll approach it in a way of like how you can find these off flavors out in the wild when you're out drinking and it's really easy. You've had them. <laughs> you've had them. Right. And it probably came from your dirty glass. <laughs> or dirty draft lines. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we do promise this won't just be us uh, complaining and talking about what sticks our respective message. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we're really looking forward to talking about beer with you guys. Both of us could talk about beer, I think, all day, every day, yeah. um, pretty much. And um if there's a particular topic or something you'd like to learn more about, yeah, uh, definitely feel free to email us at falsebottomedgirls at gmail.com. That is bottomed past tense. And uh, we'll have a lot of, you know, a lot of topics to talk about. Uh, there's never, never an end to things to talk about in beer. Um, so, yep. And most importantly, we'll keep it approachable, simple, put it in layman's terms and not get all, you know, too. Right. Chemistry e I mean we will. Right. But you know <laughs> we'll say yeah, words. But that are neither one of us is great at like science. So eight it will letter still be max words. <laughs> eight letter max. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> she has a friend who offered to teach us like middle, middle school, school chemistry. chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so all about it. I'm yeah. jumping on it. Yeah. I signed up for an online chemistry course, like I was gonna yeah. teach myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a joke. I was like, I don't understand. I think what it's trying to teach me right now is really simple and just like, this is the metric system. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, there are Speak so American. many <laughs> things. Like, anyway, so yeah, we're, we'll keep things easy, approachable, simple. And, you know, if we don't understand it, it you know, then it's yeah. a rocket science thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's rocket surgery if we don't get it. Yeah. So you're in good hands. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's definitely, um, 
you know, we're neither one of us is afraid of showing like that the vulnerability and that weakness that you experience when you're embarking on something that in a lot of ways can be completely new all the time. And, um, you know, if you think that you know everything there is to know about beer, you don't. Oh, you definitely don't. And uh, nobody comes into this knowing anything either. So Right. And that's that's one of the things that I tell people um, in the, the beer education classes that we do at Pilot Brewing on the first Monday of every month. Uh, it's open second, to the public. Second, second Monday. We changed it. It's the second. Yes, that's uh, right. That was per your was, request. Yeah, that was specifically me asking that for it to be the second Monday. Her request, <laughs> which is fine. See I how vulnerable I'm being right now? I just want her remember. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's one of the things that I tell people who come to those beer education classes is if we're doing an off flavor training and everything tastes like beer flavored beer and that's fine because everything tasted like beer flavored beer to me the first time I did an off flavor training and the second time and the third time and you keep at it. Uh, we didn't just wake up one day with the, the knowledge that we have. We worked really hard for it over the years. Um, so it can definitely be frustrating and confusing to, you know, work your way through beer sometimes. And if you just want to listen to this while you're drinking a beer, that's totally fine too. Maybe you learn something. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know how you couldn't learn something from the two. I know, us. right? <laughs> we're so smart. I mean, together we're a halfster. Right. No, true. no. Together we're a master. Right. Individually we're halfsters. Right. Got it. I don't know if I would go as far as saying we're masters. No. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> we're halfsters in training. We're halfsters in training. We're, we're wannabes. Yeah. <laughs> Wannabe masters. Right. Just wish it wouldn't, you know, the test is hard. It's long. Expensive. Yes. All of those things. But um, So I think that uh, we have sufficiently bored everyone listening. <laughs> or about your appetite to see uh, our next Everyone's got to get through the first episode, you know. You got to know right. about us, and then it gets better. Then it gets better. Right, right, exactly. Right. Um, you guys definitely need to know our origin stories so yeah. uh, you understand where where we're coming from with uh, with these ideas and with these topics. So with that, I think we can probably w- wrap it up. If you'd like to reach us again, you can email us at falsebottomgirls at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at falsebottomgirls. And Rachel, where can people find you on social media? Um. Pilot Brewing. Excellent. Typically, I don't have it my own personal Instagram, but I have Pilot Brewing Instagram, Pilot Brewing Facebook, and then, you know, I'm just Rachel Cardwell Hudson. <laughs> uh, myself. Excellent. I don't have a cool beer name. <laughs> you can find cool. me on Instagram at Under the Genfluence and on Twitter at Under Genfluence, uh, but I rarely tweet uh, unless I'm like tipsy at Church Key in DC and I'm live tweeting the Tinder date happening next to me, which was like the last time I tweeted. <laughs> It was hilarious, but um, I digress. So thank you, everyone, for listening. (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, it was um, was him. It was him. Yeah, got forty-five minutes into the date before he said, "So, do you work?" Or, yeah, it was awful. Um, Do you you work? Yeah, you can check out my Twitter for that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for. for that um it's not nearly as interesting as it was when i was like four beers deep so anyway thank you everyone for listening we are false bottom girls and we make the brewing world go round